1: The Osaka Grill in Crofton, which is a local favorite Asian-Japanese buffet restaurant, is under investigation by the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement agents. Agents apparently raided the restaurant, which is located near the intersection of 424 Davidsonville Road and Route 3. At the same time, agents were seen entering a home on Aberdeen Drive just down the road a little bit from the restaurant would not confirm with us what the raid was specifically about or any of the details. They did confirm that it did happen, both at the residence and the restaurant. However, there were posts to social media yesterday on Facebook, which has since been deleted, saying that they were raided for human and sex trafficking. We tried to get some more information out of the Interno County Police Department, but they directed all calls to federal authorities. As soon as we know more, we will update this, but this is a developing story. Jared Ramos, the man charged with killing five people at the Capital Gazette newspaper offices, is going to get more time to consider an insanity plea. His attorneys asked for more time to change his plea from not guilty to not criminally responsible because they claim they have received additional case materials from prosecutors. The lawyers argued that a, quote, jaw-dropping amount of evidence had not been provided to them until February 11th, and they suggested that previous state's attorney, Wes Adams, withheld evidence and documents for several months. They had hoped to have an extension through May 17th, but Circuit Court Judge Laura Ripkin said no, but she did agree to a slight extension. A decision must now be made by April 29th, and the trial has been pushed back as well, and now it is scheduled to start on November 4th. Danielle All from the Capitol got a hold of Mayor Gavin Buckley to see if she could figure out what's going on with this $400 million lawsuit against Big Pharma. And after reading her article, I'm not sure we know anything more. Apparently, the mayor met with Capital Strategies on September 11th to discuss filing a suit against the opioid industry. Now, Capital Strategies is a lobbying firm. And when they submitted a retainer agreement to the city on September 18th, the city didn't do anything with it. Now, they submitted that retainer agreement to former city attorney Richard Melnick, as well as Mayor Buckley. However, the city did sign a contract on September 21st, three days after, with Gormley, Jarishaw and Bowman. And where it gets a little bit weird... In an interview with the Capitol, Buckley said that the decision was not his, but rather made by the Office of Law. But when the Capitol spoke with former city attorney Richard Melnick, he said, I don't know what occurred in selecting Joe Gormley to handle the litigation because the decision was made before I arrived in office. Melnick arrived in office January 27th, 2018, and he left March 1st, 2019. Buckley did say that Gormley's firm has an advantage by being local and he wanted somebody who knows the judges and the area. Buckley also said that he was not aware that Gormley filed the lawsuit until the article was published on Sunday in the Capitol, and apparently none of the council members were aware of the lawsuit either. But based on Buckley saying it wasn't his decision, it was made by the Office of Law, and the city attorney saying that the decision was made before he came into office, somebody's lying there. A little bit of an update on Maryland Senate President Mike Miller. He said on Thursday that he is going to start radiation therapy just after the General Assembly session ends next Monday. He is being treated for prostate cancer, and he received five rounds of chemotherapy. But now the chemotherapy's effectiveness is waning, and his doctors are recommending that he has radiation as a next step in treating the illness. Miller said he's going to be receiving doses to his pelvis and spine starting on April 10th, and he told his Senate colleagues that he would provide them with updates on his health every few months while the legislature is not in session. Congratulations, Maryland appears to be the first state in the country to ban polystyrene foam food containers and cups. The House of Delegates voted 100 to 37 to approve that legislation, and it was sponsored by Delegate Brooke Learman of Baltimore, and it was her third attempt to pass the bill prior to the House of Delegates it had passed the Senate by a 31-13 vote and now it sits on Governor Hogan's desk who hasn't really taken a position on the bill but it does appear to be a veto proof majority in both houses the legislation does have some exceptions foam products packaged outside of Maryland are exempt foam products used to package raw or butchered meat are exempt and any foam products not used for food service is exempt so it seems to me that the only thing that they're banning our styrofoam takeaway containers and styrofoam cups seems like a lot of noise for not a lot of result. Speaking of results, yesterday afternoon I said, "Hey Siri, Orioles score," and she said, "The Orioles are up four to one against the Yankees." Well, went to my meeting, came back, and uh, the Orioles lost eight to four. It was their home opener in front of a sellout crowd of forty-four thousand one hundred eighty-two. Things were going real well until Gleber Torres happened. He grabbed a three-run homer, reversing what had been up to that point a celebratory afternoon, and the rest is history from there. Come on, Orioles. We need you. Baltimore needs you. Bring us some good news. All right, that is it for the news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. If you can give us a recommendation to your friends and colleagues and family, we would appreciate that. And if you're someplace where you can leave a recommendation or a review, please do that. It is Friday, so we've got our pickup things to do coming up in a little bit. We also have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast, and he's coming up right after this message from Mac Medics. Have you ever been to the Annapolis Mall when it opens for the day? Maybe you've noticed the line of folks waiting to get into the Apple store. As you may know, I'm a Mac user, and today's episode of the Daily News Brief, in fact, all of the episodes of the Daily News Brief have been produced right here on my Mac computer. What you might not know about is Mac Medics. Give them a call at 410-757-MACS, or if you're not into the whole letter thing, 410-757-6227. Stop by their retail store in Severna Park on Benfield Road, or their service center in Lanham, right off of Route 50. Or you can always check them out online at macmedics.com. I'll tell you, they've saved me quite a few times, and I know they can save you.
0: Going out? you need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast.
1: Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Friday, April 5th. After sunshine and 60s on Thursday, it'll be cloudy, cool, and damp today for Annapolis and all of Anne Arundel County with temps only 50 to 55 degrees as occasional showers move across the region throughout the day into the nighttime hours with some fog and drizzle lasting into Saturday morning before skies dry and temps get into the 65 to 70 degree range. Then for Sunday, it's more sunshine and 65 to 70 plus degrees before clouds and showers and maybe even some thunderstorms return for Monday to start off next week. Okay, that's it for today. Make it a great weekend out there and be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching for DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Stores. And also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and on our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather informed. Join
0: Anna Arundel Medical Center Foundation on Saturday, April 27th, 2019 at our Denim and Diamonds Bash in Annapolis. Denim and Diamonds is a fun evening under the stars, featuring fabulous cuisine and gourmet food trucks, live and silent auction, and a live band. Last year, AAMC cared for more than 2,000 patients in our emergency departments suffering from mental illness or addiction. Help us expand much-needed inpatient and outpatient programs and services for your community. For tickets and sponsors, visit aamcdenimanddiamonds.org. Special thanks to our platinum sponsors, AAMC Medical Staff, the Chesapeake Bayhawks, Comcast, the Evan K. Thallenberg family, What's Up Media, and WRNR. Every weekend, there's something exciting going on in the Annapolis area. Be sure to visit iamanapolis.net to sign up for a newsletter highlighting all the weekend events. Here are our top picks for this weekend. Thank God it's
1: Friday. As it is every spring in Annapolis, it is a busy weekend and it gets underway this afternoon at the Naval Academy on Warden Field at four o'clock. It is the Academy's first formal parade of the spring semester. It does get underway promptly at 4 p.m. on Warden Field. And if you've never seen a parade at the Naval Academy, this is something to see. All of the midshipmen are out there in their dress uniforms, executing their drills, in formation for inspection. One of the cool events that we have here in Annapolis, and we're so fortunate to have that. If you go, the best way to go is to walk in Gate 3, which is at the end of Maryland Avenue, or you can walk in Gate 1, which is downtown, and wander over to Warden Field. You will need to show proper ID to get on the yard, of course. Tomorrow from 10 to 3 at the Key School, it is the Annapolis Book Festival, and this is the 17th Annapolis Book Festival. Every year they get about 3,000 people that will attend the event. It is completely free. And it celebrates the beauty, power, passion, and excitement of the written word. Also tomorrow, from 11 to 7, up at the fairgrounds in Crownsville, it is the 6th annual Maryland Chicken Wing Festival. General admission is only 12 bucks, but if you want to save 35% quickly go to the website and put in the code i19 and that's e y e 19 that will save you 35% on your tickets. I'm not sure how long that code is going to be active for, so do it sooner rather than later if you're looking to go to the Wing Festival. If you are military, $7. It's a great family-friendly event. They're going to have lots of activities, live music, great food and drink, There'll be plenty of artisan vendors as well as commercial vendors as well as 13 wing competitors. Kids area is going to include an obstacle course, remote control cars, inflatables, an escape room, which is kind of cool, and more. There will be wing-eating contests. There will be live music all day on two stages, and you get to vote on the best wings of the day and see who will come out on top. You can get tickets at Eventbrite, and again, if you want to save 35%, I-19, E-Y-E-1-9. I love chicks. And so does Homestead Gardens. Tomorrow, from 10 to 4, it's Chicks on the Loose, both at their Davidsonville location and Saverna Park. And this is for the backyard chicken crowd. And if you're a newbie or an experienced poultry farmer, Homestead's got it all together for you. You can learn the ins and outs of raising backyard chickens from space and time required, the supplies you're going to need, how to keep them healthy, pretty much everything you need to know to raise a chicken in your backyard. It'll be a fun filled day to introduce you to all the benefits of backyard chicken. For the kids, they're going to have a kid's corral. They're going to have face painting, coloring, crafts, games. They will have a day in the life of a chicken, which is a Homestead Gardens coop tour. They'll have a chicken photo contest prize presentation with the Anne Arundel County Poultry Princess and a whole bunch more. Homestead Gardens always does put on a fun event. So if you're looking for something to do, head on up there 10 to 4 tomorrow at Homestead Gardens in Severna Park and their main location in Davidsonville. All right, the men in recovery are trying to win back a trophy. They've lost it for two years in a row, and Sunday they hope to get it back. If you want to see this basketball game, it's going to cost you $10, and that $10 will go to the Anne Arundel Crisis Response Systems as well as the Collegiate Recovery Center at Anne Arundel Community College. It gets underway at 1 p.m., but the doors do open at noon at the Jenkins Gymnasium at Anne Arundel Community College. This game will feature the Hope Shots, which are the men in recovery, versus the Game Changers, which are the Anne Arundel County Police Department. Chief Altamari has been talking a bunch of smack because they've won it for two years in a row, but the men in recovery are motivated, and my bet is on them to take it back. This is the fourth annual Hoops for Hope. It is a great fun time for a couple hours. If you're not doing anything on Sunday, I suggest head on over to Anne Arundel Community College. The doors open at noon. Tip-off is at 1 p.m. There will be food and drink there for sale. A great fundraiser for two great organizations, Hoops for Hope. It's the fourth annual one, and we'll see you at Anne Arundel Community College. All right, that is about it for the weekend, and that's quite a bit. Whatever you decide to do, please do it safely because we want to see you here back on Monday. Have a great weekend.